The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. All right. Well, we're going to uh, one of our top stories. It's Netflix. It is growing again. And as a result, perhaps Hollywood can breathe a sigh of relief or can it? And joining us now to discuss the earnings is uh, Gita Ranganathan, Bloomberg Intelligence Tech and Media Analyst. So, Gita, thanks so much for joining us. Give us an overview, first of all, of what Netflix said. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. So, you know, this was the first quarter where we kind of saw this reversal of of that subscriber slowdown, if you will. So they've returned to subscriber growth. That's a huge positive. Um, You know, there's always been this concern about uh, after they came out with those really weak numbers uh, in the first half, whether this was kind of the beginning of the end for the streaming story. Uh, And it looks like it's not. They still have some growth levers left. Uh, And we not only saw that with the 3Q numbers, but we also saw pretty encouraging 4Q guidance, a kind of coming slightly above consensus. And remember that they haven't really factored in any of the upside that they potentially could get from that new advertising tier that they're about to debut. So yeah. I think there's a lot of optimism that's built into this report. Yeah, it was interesting that they mentioned that, that uh, wasn't really tied to that. Uh, so that may be coming. So obviously a lot to like here. I wanted to bring up one possible uh, negative, and uh, I know you'll address it well. Um, some naysayers say that this plan by Netflix to stop giving the subscriber numbers uh, doesn't look good. I mean, normally if you've got great numbers, you, you like to, to spread them out there. I know there are Apple references that you know they stopped giving numbers on the sale of individual iPhones, and that didn't really hurt. Uh, uh, but still, some people will, will look askance at this. Yeah, I, you know, I think uh, it, it is an admission uh, in some ways that this is no longer a subscriber story. I mean, this was for for the past 15 years. It, it has completely just driven off of that one metric, right, subscriber numbers. But now we've reached a point in the model where it's really kind of uh, saturated, if you will. It's, it's going to be somewhat of a low growth model. And so there has been kind of this recalibration across the streaming industry uh, not to have too much of this hyper focus on subscribers. And, in, and instead move to uh, the metrics that really matter, which are the financial metrics. Because at, at the end of the day, you could have millions of subscribers, but you could be still losing money, uh, which is exactly what we've seen with so many of these streaming stories. And so this is kind of an, uh, you know, again, an admission that we have to kind of move to those profitability metrics, uh, to, to more of the financial metrics, to more of the end game, end unit economics. Uh, and so, yes, there, there is going to be a lot of volatility in their subscriber numbers. Uh, and they kind of want to avoid that drama uh, quarter in and quarter out, I guess. I want to look at the other side of all this, if you will, Agita. You look at the amount of uh, the landscape for Netflix, and there's a huge amount of competition now with uh, HBO, obviously Disney Plus, and a variety of others. Is it better to be the owner of the platform, or is it better to be somebody who's making uh, uh, content and selling it into the various contents, a company like Sony, for instance? 
That's a great question. Uh, you know, at, there's always been this big debate about, you know, is it better to be the content owner? Is it better to be the distributor? It's good to be both if you can, which is exactly what Netflix has become, right? They were originally this just this distributor of, you know, second run content, right? Uh, just old TV shows, old movies. And then they finally made that big switch into making their own original content. And now they're one of the biggest content producers in the world. So ideally, you do need to have a great distribution mechanism, which they have kind of built. Uh, but at the end of the day, it is content that kind of feeds that beast. So it, it's good to have both, but I, I still give the edge to content. And they're really tapping into, I mean, we look at these big numbers in Asia, they're tapping into non-English language shows. Uh, Extraordinary Attorney Wu was one, which is a favorite uh, in our household, but there's so many other ones. Uh, and they seem to be connecting with, uh, with these production houses in a lot of different countries. Oh, absolutely. And and as you pointed out, there are so many titles, local language titles uh, that are resonating so well, not just in those markets, but across the globe. Right? I mean, Squid Game was the greatest example of this last year. And as you just brought up, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the other Korean title this quarter as well. And, and we're seeing them invest more and more in those local language titles. Remember, that not only helps them kind of diversify their genre, diversify their uh, you know, title, their slate, uh, but it's also much lower cost to produce a lot of these uh, these titles compared to, you know, some of the English-speaking content. So all in all, I think it's, it's a great win-win. Uh, when it comes to advertising, though, uh, they're going to be presumably taking on uh, the same sort of uh, pool of resources or money on ad spend uh, for linear television, surely? Yeah, they are looking to kind of get to to kind of tap into that whole linear television market in the, in the U.S. This is about you know a sixty sixty five billion dollar market globally. It's about a two hundred billion dollar market. So they are banking on the fact that as those eyeballs kind of move away from TV, you know, more and more people are going to spend money on on digital ad platforms. Gita, thanks so much for joining us. Excellent insights as usual. Gita Ranganathan, Bloomberg Intelligence Tech and Media Analyst. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.